Hello, I'm Martin Brown from Martin Brown's Marketing Bugle podcast, helping you market your business online. Thank you for listening. There are e-learning courses and other bonuses that you can take for free, which are associated with this series of podcasts. Visit my website, martinbrown.com for details. That's Martin with a Y. You can also join my monthly magazine, Digital Bugle, which is downloadable every issue by subscribing to my email updates. I'm excited this time around because we're chatting with a guy who really has made a name for himself in the world of online marketing. He's worked alongside some of the industry heavyweights over the years, and these days he's known as the Mentor's Mentor. So I think this is going to be a fun and informative conversation. Tom Bill, it's great to meet you. Honored to be here. I'm excited for our chat here today. It's great to chat. And for anyone who's maybe not discovered you before and the great work that you do, maybe you could start with just a brief background about who you are and what it is you do. That's great. So how can I condense this? So I was born a teenager, a 17-year-old mother, 19-year-old father, raised around four divorces and six marriages, went to nine different schools by eighth grade due to my teenage parents when they when I was born, moving around a lot and all the divorces that I went through. Um, and through that, uh, was through the schooling program and was good in the workforce. And what I realized is I kept hitting glass ceilings. And so after being number one in five separate sales organizations in the corporate world, I decided, wow, man, I thought the view would be better at the top, uh, the number one salesperson. I had that as my goal and I reached it. And then I was like, mm, let me try this other place. Reached it. Same thing. So finally, Back around the late 1990s, so 1998, 1999, I started to research, you know, what would it take to be my own entrepreneur? And fortunately, in doing some research in 2000, 2001, it led me to several key figures who unfortunately are no longer around, but uh, Internet Marketing Center with Corey Rudel. So I got Corey Rudel's uh, program and then it led me to uh, uh, several others. And, and then from there was tapped into the personal development realm. So listening to the Nightingale Conant trainings, when you actually had to buy the cassettes and buy the CDs and tapping into, uh, as Earl Nightingale, I'm sorry, as Zig Ziglar and, and Brian Tracy called automobile university while I was driving around to those sales appointments, listening to the cassette tapes, listening to the CDs and long story short, um, after being that successful salesperson and after being uh, the number one honor graduate from United States Marine Corps boot camp and an, a national bicycle champion in bicycle freestyle, I figured being an entrepreneur would be super simple. And what I realized is I skidded across my face and had a very difficult transition of going from that top salesperson to being my own entrepreneur. And I'll share with you and the listeners today some strategies that I think and, and hope will be super helpful for them on how I was able to transition what I felt was... Uh, ironically, a much more difficult path than I could have ever foreseen. So that that's the brief overview. And then from there, I was able to use some of the strategies we'll talk about today to assist in producing tens of millions of dollars of results and creating a life of my dreams. And so that's that's the brief nutshell. Amazing. I'm really looking forward to finding out more about this. I spotted on your LinkedIn profile, it says, learn how to simplify your life and results. Even in challenging, uncertain times, you can have clarity, peace and massive progress simply. 
That's quite a bold claim, Tom. And maybe you'd just like to talk us through why you came up with that for your LinkedIn profile. Wow. And as I hear that, it does sound intriguing. And uh, I guess I am a a living testament to all of those great leaders that I mentioned uh, a short while ago, uh, putting that good information into my brain and a whole bunch of others, Earl Nightingale, Jim Rohn, uh, on and on, and, and then leading to me working with some of the greatest and well-known and respected marketers of our time. Um, so I heard Tony Robbins say many years ago, he's like, look, I'm, I'm living proof that if you take this one thing and do this, it becomes a reality. He heard a long time ago that if you just read uh, the top 10 to 20 books that are in your industry and you read them and you you sink them in, not just read them once, but multiple times, that's the foundation that led to Tony Robbins being Tony Robbins. So I was like, you know what, Tony? And this was back in 1990, 1991. I'm 18, 19 years old. I said, all right, let me test this out. So I started reading books. I started reading the Tony Robbins, the Zig Ziglar's, the Brian Tracy, uh, the Jim Rohn's, the Jay Abrahams, and on and on, Joe Vitale. And lo and behold, good information in, good information out. So the bottom line is I am a uh, living testament of, of, of a person standing on the shoulders of giants. So Jim Rohn was the teacher of Tony Robbins. So I've studied Jim intimately. I was able to, to meet him uh, prior to his passing, actually the day before my father passed in December of 2009. And he was as integral of a figure to me remotely from studying his programs as my father was. And so uh, Jim taught Tony and Tony taught me. And I've been also fortunate to, to go to Tony's island in Fiji, Mali for a week and uh, in- integrate uh, many of his teachings and trainings as well. But as Tony, if for those who have studied Jim, Tony says a lot of things that Jim said. And what you'll hear from me is pretty much a culmination of a lot of things that I've put into my mind from those books, from those audios, from those videos, from the live events in the thousands of hours. And I've found that, as Tony says, success leaves tracks. Right. So I've been able to follow the tracks and take the actions that are appropriate for my unique situation and move forward. And then the good news is I've been able to take the information that I've uh, been able to implement into my life with great success and been able to transmit it to others. So I learned in sales a long time ago. Just because someone's a great salesperson does not necessarily guarantee they will be a great sales trainer or a sales manager. So I took the information that I gleaned from the books and the trainings, applied it to my life. And then the events of September 11th, 2001 is really what led me as I sat on the side of the road as the publisher of the North Carolina home book for anyone looking to build, remodel, or decorate their million dollar plus home in the Charlotte, Greensboro, or Raleigh, Durham area. I was on the way to meet with an interior designer who was the, the, the interior designer for many of the NASCAR greats. Uh, as I heard the news on the radio of uh, a tower being struck by the plane. And then shortly thereafter, uh, the Pentagon being struck. And then when the second tower was hit, I pulled over to the side of the road and called my staff. Even though it was early in the morning, we, we started at 8 a.m. And I called my staff. I said, we are under attack. Go home. Send everybody home. They're like, what are you talking about? I said, turn the radio on. Turn the TV on. America is under attack. Go home. And as I sat on the side of the road there, it hit me. It's time for me to answer the question many people had asked me over the years. And that question was, how do you do it? When you got into bicycle freestyling, you didn't know a thing. And very quickly, you were a national bicycle champion. 
within a couple of years. Very quickly, when you entered sales organizations, not knowing a thing about the company, the products, the services, you rose to the top and became the number one salesperson. You know, and so that, at that moment, as I was sitting on the side of the road, I said, you know what, it's time for me to turn from being just a student to also becoming a teacher. And shortly thereafter, September 11th, I conducted my first live event in Charlotte, North Carolina, teaching some of the strategies we'll talk about today. And looking back, I laugh because I did pretty much everything wrong, which also leads to (laughs) in doing a live event, everything wrong, looking what I know now versus what I did then. you, You don't know what you don't know. Right. So I didn't know any better other than, look, it's time for me to conduct a training and I'm going to rent a hotel room. I'm going to, you know, do what I can to get the most people there and see how it goes. And, And fortunately it did turn out decently, but Um, that's the process. You have to be willing to step out of your comfort zone and follow your heart and be willing to, uh, follow this true statement. Um, improper action always beats proper inaction along with fail forward fast, along with you don't have to get it right. You just have to get it going. All those are true. And what happens with a lot of people is they let their fears hold them back from following through with the actions that they feel are theirs to take, but they really don't know the the route. And, and you know what? Most people who have succeeded, myself included, didn't see the full route. All we knew is, hey, this is what I feel is mine to do. I'm going to do it. And guess what? We learn a lot of lessons from that. So that's how uh, I've been able to transform that information and be able to share it with others. And, and what I found it is found out was I'm actually probably even better at teaching others uh, than like I'm the salesperson, uh, but I'm also that sales trainer uh, in a manner where I actually have students that have exponentially dwarfed my results. And I'm, I'm fortunate and honored that they still uh, lean on me and, and rely on me for that. I guess, custom model role, if we're thinking Mike Tyson, custom model, I have some clients that would be the Mike Tysons in their industry. And I'm, I'm nowhere near their match. I couldn't step in the ring with them, but I help guide them and keep them on track to producing uh, amazing results while having a life where they have it all. You don't have like, and here's, here's the big thing. For many years, I was a workaholic. And if anyone asked me, you know, what's the best use of your time right now? My answer would be a revenue producing activity related to my business. And I was a workaholic, neglecting my health, my personal health, neglecting my family and getting great results. And it finally hit me probably from a lesson we'll chat about here soon that it didn't have to be that way. I was sold a bag of goods that you can't have it all. Well, I found out that you can. It begins with believing you can, setting the intention you can, and putting the, the, the framework in place to make sure you can have the proper health, mentally, physically, emotionally, and spiritually. You can have the proper relationships, personally, professionally, and socially. And you can have the amazing results financially with your today money, with your tomorrow money, and with your contribution. Great. I mean, let's get into that a little bit, if you don't mind, Tom. I think that's a really good point for us to look at this because you're right. I think many people, they focus purely on the pursuit of making money, and that can be a blessing and a curse in many ways. So what helped you break that cycle of just going purely for the dollar bills? Yep. So it goes back to being that publisher in North Carolina around that same time, shortly after September 11, 2001. I'm plugged into BNI, Business Network International. 
And I keep running into people like, man, you need to meet this guy. And they kept bringing up the same name. And after a while, that's kind of like a nudge, right? Like, hmm, this person's name keeps being brought up a lot. And he worked with Jim Rohn the same time that Tony Robbins worked with Jim Rohn back in the day. He and Tony started a corporation all those years ago together. I said, all right, let me meet this guy. So I met with him and I went into bragging about my workaholism which is a very common thing. And he, and he, uh, I was like, man, I'm working. I get in about 7 AM. I work until about 10, sometimes even later PM. And, uh, he sat back and he looked at me and he said, Hmm, I can tell that you're, you're wanting me to reach over and pat on the back for how much you're working. He's like, but didn't you just get married recently? I said, yeah. He said, didn't you just have a baby uh, not too long ago? I said, yeah. He said, Hmm, uh, how much time are you spending with your baby? And that was like a knife, right? A, a dagger right through my heart. And it hit me. It was a wake up call. Like, because here's the thing. And I've noticed this in sharing some epiphanies. Like at that moment, I didn't even see what I didn't see. He pointed out to me and I was open to hearing it. And I, 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 my, I started tearing up. I, and I'm amazed I can even say it now. There was a time where I couldn't even share that story without uh, tearing up and breaking down. And he said, you know what, Tom? He's like, I can tell you were trying to share that with me to, you know, impress me about how hard you're working. He's like, but let's be honest. If you're not getting success working that amount of time, you know, you might as well hang it up. Like anybody could achieve something <laughs> if they're working ridiculously from seven in the morning until 10 p.m. So that doesn't impress me. He's like, you want to impress me? So, yeah, I'm curious to hear where this is going. Sure. Get the same results in half the time. And he said, but you're working so hard, that still wouldn't even be impressive. That's like normal time then. So then do it again. Get the same results in half of that time. So basically a quarter of the time. Get the same results in a quarter of that time. And my mind immediately, and this happens with everybody, when we hear something that goes against what we believe to be true, immediately went to, well, that's impossible. I can't do that. Well, that leads to the quote from Henry Ford that says, whether you think you can or think you can't. So until I or you can bridge the gap of saying, I don't think that's possible to, what if that is possible? What if I could get the same results in half the time? And then what if I could do that again, get the same results in half of that time? And that opened my mind to shift from being a workaholic to working, as some would say, smarter, more efficient, more effectively, and uh, recognizing I don't have to be the person to do it all. And, and having the confidence and building the proper team to where I can delegate, where I can create systems and processes. And the bottom line is the stuff still gets done, but not by me. I'm more of the captain of the ship versus the, the first mate, or not even the first mate, the, the person scrubbing the, the floors and washing the, the, the dishes and cooking the food, all that stuff. Like I can't do it all. No one can do it all. You have to get clear on what's yours to do. And what's your, yours to not do? And then when you do that, then you also have to say, where is this extra time when I'm able to get the same results in half of my time? Where am I going to reinvest that newly found time? And it's not back into uh, just one dimensional uh, revenue producing activity. It's now how can I take care of myself better? Because if I'm not taking care of myself, I can't take care of my family. I can't take care of my business. So how can I take care of myself more properly, aka get in the best optimal health possible, mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually? And who are those people that have my back? Who are those people that are my people that I have been neglecting due to being in workaholic mode? How can I rebuild foundation and rebuild trust and rebuild that relationship to be as optimal as possible? 
and and now what you find is, and and my clients find this all the time. It's like, holy crap, this stuff works. My business is growing at rates. I, I remove myself as being the biggest constraint. Uh, not trying to do everything like that's ridiculous. Now I've got systems and processes and team that I trust, rely on their dependable, reliable, trustworthy, and the stuff's still getting done, but it's not by me. So the business is growing rapidly. My health, holy cow, I'm putting, I'm putting in just an hour a day or, or a cup, you know, whatever, whatever it is for anybody. And my life is changing health wise. I have more energy. I, I have more clarity. I have more, uh, just joy for life. And then holy cow, I'm putting time and effort into my key relationships and, you know, the, the, the statement is true. And I've, I've lived through this. If mama ain't happy, nobody's happy. And, you know, so this puts it into hopefully something where those listening can say, you know what, maybe that is true for me. What if that's true for me? And guess what? I'm here to tell you it is. So, so that quote from Henry Ford, whether you think you can or think you can, you're right. If you don't, don't think it's possible, sadly, I'm here to tell you you're right. It's not possible for you until you can bridge the gap and say, you know what? Maybe it is possible. What if it is? And and we'll talk about more steps of how we can make that a reality for the listeners here. Great. I mean, one of the things you touched on there is the fact that life has many rewards, not just financial rewards. And it's really easy to sometimes lose focus of that. How well would you say technology has played a part in your growth over the last 20 years or so, Tom? Uh, immensely. I mean, man, even going back those 20 years, uh, being a subscriber in air quotes, subscriber to Nightingale Conant's uh, programs in the audio cassettes and, and the CDs, that in and of itself was a, an innovation back at the time. And, and someone brought that to my attention. I implemented it. And while I'm driving, you know, the hours around town each day to the sales appointments, I'm listening to those good information, you know, that good nuggets of wisdom from successful people going in my mind. And just like if I were to ask the listeners, how many songs can you sing along to that come up? And, you know, I was born in 1972. I can sing along to songs from the late 70s while I was listening to, to music with my mom and dad. 80s, 90s, 2000s, 2010, 2020. I can sing along. I never sat down and studied the lyrics. Um, it just is from repetition. Well, the same thing happens when you listen to audiobooks, when you listen to nowadays with technology, uh, immense amount of value from podcasts, interviews like this, uh, from YouTube, from Audible, uh, which has a lot of the Nightingale Conant products and all those experts on there. So the technology has totally amplified what my journey was. That's just in that one uh, learning session. And then the other element is you can listen to podcasts, you can listen to YouTube, you can listen to uh, audible at faster speed. You can train your mind on my morning walk. And, and this is my hour of power. One hour a day. I wake up, I drink some water, I get dressed, take some vitamins, head out the, the door and walk a half an hour east. I live in South Florida. Half an hour east for me is roughly two miles and it leads to the Atlantic Ocean. So my halfway point is a beautiful setting. It's the beach. And I see the sunrise many days and uh, I turn around and walk a half hour back. And at the beach, I set my intentions. I, I, I know what my calendar looks like. And I ask myself who, which version of me needs to be showing up at that particular appointment. What's my desired outcome from that appointment? And it sets the intention for the day. But the bottom line is I do that hour of power every morning. I get my lungs working, my muscles working, my mind working. And while I'm walking for that hour round trip, I have my my earbuds in and I'm listening to amazing audios from amazing people generally at 2x or 3x speed. So every day, either 
two hours or three hours of audio I'm ingesting into my mind, listening while I'm walking. My health is growing mentally, physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Uh, I, I'm learning insights that can help me grow uh, myself, help me grow my personal relationships, help me grow my business. And it's a win right from the start. And that's the simplest thing anybody can do. And, and, and there's no level of, well, I can't do that yet because of this. There's no level of, of anybody listening to this to say they can't do that, regardless of what their physical situation is. Even if I have friends that are in wheelchairs, wheel yourself for a half an hour in some direction and wheel yourself back. There's nothing that can stop anybody, you, no matter what your starting point is, is to get out and move for an hour first thing in the morning. And And by the way, this is some stuff that, I'm not the person coming up with this. I mean, th this really was hammered home from one of the best copywriters uh, ever to live, in my opinion, Gary Halbert. And he wrote to his son when he was in prison, actually. It's a whole different story. But uh, the, the, this is shared in the Boron letters. And the first thing he shares, and he's telling his son how to grow a multi-million dollar business. It's brilliant, by the way. Um, the first thing he shares is, look, son, I'm going to tell you this, and you're probably going to blow it off. But this is the most important thing ever. Walk for an hour in the morning. Trust me. This is the most important thing I can tell you in this whole report. And, and for years, I read that and skipped past that because I just want to get to the meat, man. I just want to learn, grow, get the business growth stuff. And then finally, it hit me like, holy crap. After I've been doing my hour of power for years, I'm like, wait a second. He talked about it here as being the most important thing in this whole report. And I'm here to reiterate, it is. That makes my day successful right from the start. And that gives you the proper energy. That pro that gives you the proper feeling of accomplishment. And, and you're going to see your, your weight drop off. You're going to see you getting an amazing shape. Walking is brilliant for our body's health. And, and the mental, physical, emotional benefits are uh, incredible to experience. So if as Gary said, and as I'll repeat here, if the only thing you get from this is, hey, you know what? I'm going to trust Tom and Gary on this. I'm going to do the morning hour of power. Get up, walk a half an hour in one direction. We got our watches and our, our smartphones to you know, set a timer. When it goes off, turn around and walk back. And doesn't matter what your, your halfway point is, just get up and do it. Uh, so that's the first thing. And so you can have it all, but it's up to you to deciding uh, you know, where am I and what am I, uh, where am I wanting to go and what am I willing to make some changes uh, in order to, to make that a reality for myself? That's great advice. And the fact that you focused on audio as being the thing that keeps you company on those walks is amazing because, of course, with audio, you can be doing other things at the same time. It's consuming. Whereas, when you're reading or when you're watching a video, you have to actually focus either on the page or on the screen. And that's a great thing, I believe, about audio, that it really is transportable. You can take it with you, whether you're on the treadmill at the gym, whether you're going through your morning hour of power or whether you're washing your dishes. It's, it's that thing that you can consume. And as you say, it's that repetition and do you find, Tom, that sometimes you listen to the same thing over and over because you're getting something different with each listen? 100%. I listen to several of them probably hundreds of times. And it's, it's amazing because sometimes I ask myself early on, like, how did I miss that? Like, I, you know, Think and Grow Rich is a great example. How did I miss this element of that particular book or The Science of Getting Rich by Wallace Waddles? How did I, how did I miss that? Well, the reality is... Every time we listen to it, we are a different 
different version of ourselves. We've grown since the last time. And, and you aren't able to grasp, similar to teaching a t- kindergartner, uh, you know, physics. They aren't going to get it because they're not ready. They aren't emotionally ready to get it yet. As you progress on your journey, it's important to re-listen and re-read uh, those key vital books and trainings because when you read it the first time, the second time, the third time, each of those times you're at a new level. And I, I love uh, learning new things from books that I've listened to hundreds of times. So, yeah, you never can get enough of the classics that are the foundational uh, portals of wisdom. Listen to them over and over again, and you'll notice each time you listen to them, you'll pick up something new. What is on Tom Bill's bookshelf? What would you say are the most important books that anybody listening or reading this should look at first? Oh, my goodness. So I mentioned a couple of them. So you got um, The Science of Getting Rich by Wallace Waddles. Uh, absolutely amazing. Uh, one that um, isn't as well known is quite amazing is by Wayne Dyer. And I'm pulling it up right now. Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life, Living the Wisdom of the Tao by Wayne Dyer. You've got uh, uh, pretty much Napoleon Hill, anything from Napoleon Hill. Uh, the most famous one is Think and Grow Rich, but there's a lot of other great uh, resources uh, from Napoleon Hill. Um, I, I mean, I could go on and on, but uh, those are the the foundational ones. And then uh, one of the ones that I really love from Napoleon Hill as well, it was put out back in 2011, um, and a lot of people are talking about it now still. It's uh, Outwitting the Devil. I would get that one. That's a really good one too. And then depending upon where you are and where you're looking to go, there's there's a, a wide variety of what the other answers could be. But the bottom line is each of us are living the life that we feel we're worthy of right now. Uh, so one training in particular, it's not a book, but a training. And actually, they may have made it into a book, but it's Earl Nightingale, The Strangest Secret. And so you can go to YouTube, search for Earl Nightingale, The Strangest Secret. And this audio is one that you can listen to. Uh, one of my mentors, Jeffrey Gittimer, the best-selling sales author of all times, told me, he's like, when he was coming up as a salesperson, they would meet in the morning and they would meet in the evening, he and his sales team, and listen to Earl Nightingale's Strangest Secret in the morning and the evening, daily, for years. So you can't listen to it enough. And The Strangest Secret, in essence, and it's definitely still worth listening to, but uh, here's the, the, the rub of what the message is. You become what you think about. So think about that. Like, what are you thinking about? And the key is to focus on what you want solely. Don't focus on what you don't want. And there's so much wisdom that goes throughout thousands of years that says, you know, you get what you focus on. So if, if we get what we think about, be sure that you're in control of that most powerful vehicle of your mind. And, and there's, once again, a lot of people tell me, well, Tom, I, I can't control it. And I remind them, well, if you think you can't, you can. If you think you can, you can. So we have to bridge that gap. What if it's possible to control your mind? And I'm telling you, successful people, whether it's in sports, whether it's in uh, music, whether it's in acting, whether it's in business, uh, they have learned to harness their mind and be able to put blinders on and stay uh, obsessively focused on what they want. And we become what we want, what we focus on. We become what we think about. So that's something that, you know, go listen to Earl Nightingale's The Strangest Secret. You, I hope, will listen to it over and over again because that's one that every time you listen, we'll pick up something new. Great. Now, I mentioned in the introduction that you were known as the mentor's mentor. 
Maybe you can just tell us a little bit more about that and uh, how you fall into that role, I guess. All right. So after working with Mike Filsane from 2006 to 2011, uh, Rich Sheffern from 2011 to 2014, uh, uh, was was put into the mix of pretty much the who's who of internet marketing, personal development, and have been fortunate to work with uh, some of the greats. And so in doing so, you know, the joke was uh, Mike and Rich would joke, well, people want to talk to you more than they want to talk to me. And and, and that was the joke. And, and the, the reality is um, I picked up on that and was like, you know what? Okay. So what I have to share is helpful. And so I love helping people. And, and I'm a big proponent of one of my mentors, Zig Ziglar, who says you can have everything in life you want if you simply help enough others get what they want. So in doing so, uh, I did some coaching programs with Mike Filsame over the years. We had tremendously successful clients who are still massively active in the, the internet marketing marketplace and elsewhere. And same thing with Rich Sheffern. And so when I parted ways with Rich, I became that coach. I became that mentor to mentor. So, I mean, I'm working with people that are clients of mine that I'm helping guide to uh, have it all. You know, I call the health relationships, finances, and the breakdown that I've shared here, my Trinity success method. I help them with my Trinity success method. I help them ingrain that into their life and simplify life and grow their business by detaching themselves and and getting to to clarity on what's theirs to do, what's theirs not to do. And like we'd mentioned, their business grows tremendously, their their happiness, their health, their their relationships, everything. So they have it all because there's nothing from what I've experienced, there's nothing more it, in, in play the violins, boo-hoo, than a rich person, you know, uh, a huge result, huge bank account, yet their health is in the crapper and their relationships are in the crapper. It's a really poor situation. And even if their business is great and their health is great, but their relationships in the crapper, that's still not a win or business is great. Their relationships are great, but their health, you know, one of three, one out of three not being right is still a downer. So I help them improve their health. In many cases, I've helped clients get in the best shape of their life. Uh, and it, it all help. And, and we do it simply. So it just, it just organically uh, molded. And then it really hit me one time when I'm, I'm over in the Netherlands consulting with a very successful business owner over there and his president of his company. And they said, look, we've already had Richard Branson look at our company. We've already had Jay Abraham look at our company. We've already had Rich Sheffern. We've already had, and he went on to name the best of the best. He's like, so just sharing that to let you know, like maybe you don't want to even, you know, give us your insights. I said, look, I'm here. Let's, let's, let's break it out. I said, my, my, my guess is our time here will probably be more uh, valuable for you than all of them combined. They're like, well, that's a bold statement. And afterwards, after they reviewed the four pages of notes, they're like, holy crap, this was the best feedback we've gotten from all of them. Like, and I'm not saying this to like, it's only my perspective, like the way that I, I see things and the way that I've, I, I kind of am like many of my heroes, like Jay Abraham, like Dan Kennedy, where I've been behind the scenes for so many different companies. And when I consult with people, I, I like to put myself in those shoes. If I was in your shoes, what would I do? And so uh, it, it's been reaffirmed that, uh, A, I, I, I can get what their situation is, good, bad, ugly. And I can, I can do what I learned in the Marine Corps. I was the number one undergraduate from the United States Marine Corps boot camp and three meritorious promotions in four years while in the United States Marine Corps. Mm -hmm. uh, a, a unique Marine was, was chosen for the MESEP program. They were going to pull me out of enlisted, uh, send me to college, bring me back, put me in officer candidate school, et cetera. So very uh, rarely does someone achieve what I achieved in the four years in the Marine Corps. And so I – 
I learned improvise, adapt, and overcome. Like, how can we get to the desired outcome in the simplest, easiest, most efficient, and effective manner without overcomplicating it, without um, uh, getting caught up in perfectionism and procrastination? Like, what can what can we do to make us uh, take a step today? And a lot of people like that because a lot of the other consultants either overcomplicate things or, or uh, just make it a much more larger task than they feel they can really take on. And so I've been uh, fortunate to work with many great people who have worked with my heroes and they still keep coming back to me. And uh, that's, that's a big compliment. And I take every engagement super seriously because I know just like when I was a primary marksmanship in the United States Marine Corps, I uh, trained people how to shoot the M16A2 rifle and the nine millimeter pistol. And if I didn't do my job right, lives were on the line. And for a while, I couldn't connect the dots with consulting and working with other companies because, you know, fortunately, in most companies, lives aren't on the line in that manner. But the reality is lives are on the line because if that business struggles, if that business goes under, lives are on the line. People need shelter. People need food. And and that company is providing that for the people that are associated with them. So I treat it seriously like lives are on the line. And uh, I have a pretty good discernment of Here's where we are. Here's where we're looking to go. Here's what the obstacles are. You know, here's what potential things are and let's roll. And so I have a pretty good eye for what it takes to get people from where they are to where they want to be quickly, easily, efficiently and effectively. Great. And you mentioned that the three circles that people really need to focus on in their lives. Would you mind just talking us through a little bit about that, Tom? Obviously, you're you've got the financial, you've got the health and you've got the relationships. Would you just maybe touch a little bit on your findings and why you think that's so important? Sure. So if if you're listening, uh, do yourself a favor and grab a blank sheet of paper and draw an equilateral triangle on a paper. On the baseline of that triangle, write in health. On the left-hand side, write relationships. On the right-hand side, write finances. Underneath health, go below that and draw another equilateral triangle. And this is the three areas of health. The bottom of health is mental. The left-hand side is physical. The right-hand side is emotional slash spiritual. Technically could have been a square, but I like triangles. All right. Then if we go to the, if we go to the left side uh, on, the, on the relationships, Go to the left of that and draw another equilateral triangle. At the base, put personal. On the left-hand side, put uh, professional. On the right-hand side, put social. On the right-hand of the initial triangle, uh, where financial is, go to the right of that and then draw another triangle. And at the base, put today money. On the left-hand side, put tomorrow money. On the right-hand side, put contribution. We'll break these down. So in the middle of that that initial triangle with health, relationships, and finances, in the middle, that's you could draw an S. Like that's success. When you have your health as optimal as it can be, your relationships as optimal as it can be, and your financial situation as optimal as it can be. But the reality is we first all have to define what is success to you. Because what success to me is, is not success to Bill Gates, is not success to Sir Richard Branson, et cetera, right? So what's success to you? I feel with my health at proper uh, order, you know, being not at the absolute best shape of my life, but in decent shape, good shape, relationships in great shape, uh, finances in great shape. That's success for me to be able to do what I want, when I want, where I want, with whom I want. 
Uh, and that's my definition that I also picked up from some of the mentors I mentioned earlier. And then, uh, and I liked it. Another one from Earl Nightingale is this success is the progressive realization of a worthy ideal. So as long as you're progressively taking steps to become optimally healthy, success, you're successful optimally, uh, in those key relationships, optimally, uh, improving your financial situation, you're successful. So as long as you're taking steps, uh, like that morning walk, as long as I'm not stopping and not turning the opposite way or, or, or giving up, I'm still a success on that journey. Same thing. So, uh, when people think of success, a lot of people automatically jump to just money, but we've talked about success to me. And I've seen many of, uh, of the well-known and respected people with very large bank accounts, very large success in the monetary situation, but their health was in the gutter or their relationships were in the gutter or both were in the gutter. And that's far from success. It's actually, you know, it's like, it's a really compounding situation. Like I have enough money. Like, why can't I solve this? It's a really perplexing uh, situation to be in. I, w- I wouldn't want anyone to be in that. You, you can have it all. Similarly, when people think of health, they automatically think the relationship looking back and or, or, I'm sorry, the, 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 reflection looking back in the mirror. Uh, that's part of it. But as we saw in that triangle below health, it's mentally, physically, emotionally, slash spiritually. So without mental health, I mean, uh, I'm sure we've all witnessed either a grandparent with, uh, some type of dementia or some type of situation where, uh, they don't have that mental thing or, or maybe not even an elderly person that's not success. So you have to do the proper steps to make sure mentally, physically, emotionally, and spiritually you are in proper order. You need that all. And that's different for each of us, but that's my breakdown for health. And then relationships, personally, professionally, and socially, you need to know who your people are personally. Who are your people personally? Identify them by name. And who are your people professionally? Identify them by name and socially. Like you, The bottom line is you can't treat everybody equally. There's only so much time in the day. You have to put barriers and boundaries up and you have to uh, water the gardens <laughs> per se. And those gardens are those key relationships. And, and the real simple rule for relationships, time equals love. If you're not investing time into those relationships, those people aren't feeling the love. No matter how many times you, you've said you love them, if you're not investing the time, uh, your words don't mean anything. And then jumping over to the finances, um, you know, today money, uh, where I live and where you live, uh, I'm sure the bills come every 30 days. They're really persistent with that. And, uh, and, uh, even when this crazy year that we've witnessed unfold, uh, the bill still came every month and they're, they're like, I, I want my money. Well, it's a tough time. I don't care. I want my money. So the today money is what are you doing to produce that residual continual income that's going to take care of your bills, your overhead, your expenses and your lifestyle. I build that into today money. That's your number. You need to know that number and break it down. And, and what I found is there's been times in my, my life when I was well below that number and I wasn't the most creative. I wasn't the most uh, jazzed up and excited person when the bills exceeded the income. So the first goal is to get that squared away so that your expenses are covered, your lifestyle is covered and, and you do whatever it takes for how long it takes, uh, however long it takes ethically and honestly to get that in order. Then at the same time, um, you want to build your tomorrow money projects. It's always nice to have a, an upcoming project that you've discerned has the highest potential to give you the biggest returns possible. Doesn't mean it will. 
but you put your best effort forward uh, to make that as uh, much of a, of, a, of a release as possible that can bring in a nice uh, surge of cash, uh, it's always a good thing. So product launches, things of that nature, new product, new service, et cetera. Um, new business uh, on occasion. And then the right-hand side of that is contribution. I found you can't outgive. The more you give, the more you receive. And it's different for everybody. You know, for me, I have things from my childhood that I'd like to help others, you know, give a hand up type of deal. And it's up to you to determine what that is for you. But I found it's it's the biggest return ever. It gives you that emotional jazz. It, nothing nothing feels better than helping some people out with your time, with your resources, et cetera. So that's how I break down that. And I call that the my Trinity success map my Trinity success method. So that right there is if you can keep your blinders on there of all the millions of things that are going on in the world, what am I doing to focus on my health? What am I doing to focus on my relationships? What am I doing to focus on my financial growth? And when you do that, it simplifies the journey. It sure does. And I think the other thing as well is this year, you mentioned that it was 20 years ago in September 11. Uh, 2001, where you had that pivotal moment where you thought, I need to jump into this feat first. Over that 20 years, you've been able to refine your own teachings, I guess, Tom, for the want of a better phrase. For anyone that wants to find out more about Tom Bill, about the courses you put together and your own content, where where can we find you online? Uh, you could Google my name, Tom Beal, T-O-M-B-E-A-L. Or I have a nice little podcast that's kind of uh, a feel-good, share some uh, more of these bits of information uh, type of thing. Uh, it's, it's a podcast and share some stuff on a blog at maketodaygreat.com. I also have an, another training that's a video training of me going more in-depth of the Trinity Success Method at thesimplifier.com. So thesimplifier.com. Fantastic, Tom. Once again, thank you so much for your time. It's been an absolute pleasure. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening. To keep up to date with all things Marketing Bugle podcast, join my free email updates, which includes a regular downloadable magazine to help you with your business marketing online. Visit martinbrown.com. That's Martin with a Y.